Hello, John. Hi, Aaron. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey. <laughs> Woohoo! We are showing up. <laughs> we are showing up. Absolutely. How are you today? Uh, I'm outside. It's a little bit chilly. I got my Christmas hat on. I know. I like it. It looks great. <laughs> so, let me do the little spiel. This is Aaron. I, I'm at the LGBTQ plus news and chat. And my guest today is John Narrow. And we are talking about showing up. And if you hear any background noise, that's a trolley going in the background. And there'll be traffic because I'm outside. And it's chilly. And we're going to have fun today. Welcome, John. Aaron, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So, six points of showing up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, I I love this whole concept of how we show up. And if you if you follow people like Brene Brown and you hear her talking about vulnerability and what it means to show up and everything, it's it's truly a powerful message though, was that as an executive and career transition coach, when I would talk about this whole concept of showing up with my clients, it, it landed, but it didn't land as impactfully or powerfully as I wanted. So I started doing some, some thinking and reflecting and a little bit of researching and such like that. And, and what I ended up developing was six strategies to help people show up to create a more energetic and impactful career. And, and these six strategies are setting ground rules, having intentional conversations, owning where you are at, welcoming new opportunities, using your genius, and protecting and promoting your brand. And so whether you take those six strategies and you apply them to your career or to your personal life, they really have brought home a, a just a little bit of a different and more concrete message, if you will, for defining how people choose to show up. Okay. So I understand all that. And how do we apply it to the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah, so great question. So, you know, for me, I am gay. Um, no. I, I know, right? <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I actually, so my story is I didn't come out until I was 26. I, I had known, but I had an event that happened uh, in my life when I was 10 years old that, that clearly identified that I was supposed to keep that quiet and not say anything. And uh, I never said the words I am gay until I was 26. And what I learned through that whole experience and what it meant for me both personally as well as in my professional career was that the first ground rule that I had to set for myself was to very simply honor who I am and, and to honor who I am and how I was created and what I wanted for my life without compromise or acquiescing in any way, shape, or form. So the day that I finally said to somebody, I'm gay, was a, was a huge relief in some ways. Um, it certainly isn't the only way I define myself, obviously, but 
you know, to, to have that and to know what it meant to set that kind of ground rule. And then as I started meeting more people and, and coming out to them and telling them, um, both personally as well as professionally, it completely changed the way that I was showing up simply because of where I was owning, where I was at and, and setting those ground rules. Because once I was able to do that, it opened up a completely different world for me in, in a way that I had only dreamed about, but also had envisioned and wanted and am and, and just, you know, undeniably grateful and blessed for, for this whole journey and, and the life that I have. And I'm happily married and my husband and I have been together for 11 years and married for three. And, you know, just, just very, very thankful for, for that whole journey. Congratulations on being together that long. Yeah. It's very, very nice to hear long lasting relationships. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there's a, there's a great book by Patricia Livingston. I think the book is called the hunger and the feast. I heard, heard her speak, gosh, like back in the early nineties. And she was telling the story about her daughter who was standing on the porch of, of their home. And they, they lived on a, 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 like a large property and it was just kind of their house. And she paints this story about how her daughter is standing there on the, on the porch and looking out across the, the yard and the acres and everything. And, and she goes, uh, and she was, you know, she was relatively young. I mean, not a kid, but more like a young adult kind of thing. And she sits there and she goes, in this Southern accent that I'm gonna do horribly probably. She goes, I know he's out there somewhere, mama, my dream man. And she said, you know, you fast forward about 10, 15 years and she gets life experience underneath of her and she's dated and she's had relationships and breakups. And she says, you fast forward and the same girl now, you know, a young woman with a lot of experience is standing on the porch and she goes, relationships are hard. It's just that you choose to work them out more with some people than you do with others. And, and I never forgot that. And, and, and for me, that was just a, a big part about how I have learned to show up, whether it be in my personal life, in my relationships, either with my husband, with my dear friends, you know, with colleagues, in my professional life, is that you invest in relationships and you invest in relationships because they mean something. And it, it doesn't always mean that those relationships last for the rest of your life. You know, cause I believe people come into our lives for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And, and you just move in a way where you honor and you connect and you trust and you think about the ground rules that you set for yourself. I know for me, it was about just the ground rules that I set for myself in my everyday life and what that looks like. And that's just a big part about how I get to show up. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So let's take the six um, points of showing up one by one. Sure. So the first one is setting ground rules. So I always say that when we set ground rules, we know how to play. So if, if you and I were to play a game of tic-tac-toe, right. we would, you know, who would go first? Right? Typically X goes first, followed by O, and then you keep going until you get three in a row, either across, up and down, or diagonally, or, you know, you have a draw with five, with, you know, every 
but he can't form a tic-tac-toe, right? But you understand the rules of the game. If we were to play hide and go seek and, and you know, you were to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and count to 10. Well, how do you count to 10? Do you, do you count it as one, two, three? Is it one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi? Or do you just go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10? And then the next thing you know, it's like no one's been able to hide because there just wasn't enough time. Right. We set rules for a reason. We set rules because we know how to play. And so for us, this is how we show up. It's those rules that we set for ourselves where we honor those things that are important and needed for us in every moment. So whether it be a ground rule that you choose to set in your personal life, your relationship, your work life, whatever that is, when we set the ground rule and the people who are either impacted or directly affected by those rules know what they are, then we can decide how to play. And, and that's just a big part about moving very, very intentionally in terms of, of setting ground rules. Okay. Right? I, know, I know in the workplace when I was managing staff um, and I had people who were directly reporting to me on my team, we would set ground rules for what our check-in meetings would look like. And we made it a point to meet every two weeks. And the ground rule I set for them was, I'm gonna honor this time together. And if we can't meet at a particular time, if I can't meet, I'm going to go ahead and reschedule that meeting within one business day. And if I don't, you need to call me out on it and remind me so I make sure we continue to protect that time. And so it was about building those relationships in that regard where something as simple as that just helped build rapport and to build trust. Yes. Yeah. So the H is conversations so it's it's more than just meaning what we say and saying what we mean but it's it's the simple notion that every time we come together to meet with somebody we do it in a way to move that relationship forward it's about how we connect and about how we uh, progress through through a relationship whether it be personal or professional but we show up in a way with intention that we're always moving that relationship forward. And we do that by the things that we say and the things that we do. And I'm a firm believer that trust is repeated behavior over time. So as we continue to have those conversations with intention and purpose, we do get to build trust. Or we also have an opportunity to break trust as well. And so we need to be mindful of that in terms of, of every intentional conversation or interaction that we have yes so the o stands for owning where you are at and the o is to me it's one of the more powerful strategies where it's really about for me as a coach it's about holding up a mirror and and having somebody look into it to really assess where they are at and and to honor that right without judgment but but with with a really clear lens about saying, this is where I'm at. So if you're unhappy, excuse me, if you're unhappy in your career, okay, that's okay. You can be unhappy in your career. That's fine. What do you want to do about it? Right? When we own where we're at, we get to take a look at what's working, what's not, what we've gotten to learn from the situation and what we want to do moving forward. And so when we start taking a look at what we want to do moving forward, it's about welcoming new opportunities. And there's so many opportunities that are available to us that are out there 
I have a, a really good friend of mine shared a, a cartoon with me uh, last week. And it was something about, in the first frame, it was saying about, you know, what are you looking most forward to in the new year? And in the second frame, it was 366 opportunities. Right. So every day we've got a chance to have a new opportunity, right? And I know that, that there are some people out there um, that, that might be a little skittish or hesitant about stepping out of their comfort zone or, you know, doing something that they never, ever, ever thought of doing. And years ago, for me, what worked so well was just adopting a learner's mindset and just simply say, if I go into this situation, what do I get to learn? You know, what do I get to do? I, I met my husband because I had a handful of friends who loved for me and cared me so much that when I planned a 10-day vacation by myself out west, they said to me, what are you doing? What are you running from? You need to go away somewhere and do nothing because you're working too hard. You need to go away somewhere and just relax. And you get that message enough and you kind of wake up and say, all right. And I thought, well, what's the opportunity here? What do I get to do? So I, I scrapped all of my plans. I was really lucky that I was able to find a room up in Provincetown, Massachusetts, <laughs> you know, the summer of 2008. And, uh, and I'm not a bar person, um, but I happened to walk into a bar one night and that's how I met my husband. And we lived 250 miles apart from each other for two years. Wow. And that whole opportunity of just being able to get out of my way and go out with just an intention of seeing what was gonna happen, I met Richard and I'm just very grateful for that. So I always encourage my clients to think about where are the opportunities and what do they get to see because of those opportunities? What do they get to learn? So whether it's personal or professional, um, what's in front of them for it? Right. The, the last two strategies, so the U stands for using your genius. So we're all good at stuff. We're all good at things, whether it be uh, a, a work skill, a talent, an art, um, comedy, drama, whatever it is, we're all good at things. And there are other things that we're really, really good at. Like we're at expert level or we're a genius at. And so, I, I work and coach my clients on really being able to identify what they are a genius at. Like be the specialist and not the generalist. Be known for that particular talent that you do better than anybody else. And you get to show up as that person with that skill that other people have, but only you get to do it in the way that you do. And so, being able to identify what your genius is, why that genius is important to you, and how you get to show up in a way that not only exercises and strengthens and utilizes your genius on a daily basis is, is that fifth strategy, which is so key. And then the last part is protecting and promoting your brand. I think we all need to understand that we, we have a brand. It's what we put out into the world. Our reputation is how well we deliver on it. But when we get to protect and promote our brand, we understand that who we are and what we do, <clears throat> excuse me, and our, our character, that's non-negotiable. You know, this is, this is who I am. I am very much a heart-centered leader. 
no matter what I do, I, I'm not going to change that. Throughout my career, I have lived teams and transformed teams and, and, and helped organizations move because of my strong people skills and what I'm able to do as a, a very heart-centered driven leader. Right. And so with that in mind, for me to protect and promote my brand in the workplace is like, this is what you get. Like I can have a really stern or difficult conversation with somebody, but I do it because it's the best interest for both of us. Not because of some personal agenda or trying to you know, unfairly change somebody because of their work performance. And so I think when we start looking at what our brand is and what that represents, we need to be really clear about what that is and do everything we can to promote it. When, when I came out, my family was not as supportive or welcoming as I would have initially liked. It took us over 10 years to repair and refine and move that relationship forward in a way where there wasn't the, the upset or the hurt or the drama or anything. I mean, one of, the, one of the happiest moments of my life is when my mom met Richard shortly after we started dating and she welcomed him. She welcomed him into the family. Whereas over 10 years ago, I got disowned and, and I got kicked out of the family in so many you know, ways to speak or say it um, because of the way that whole situation went down. And, and it was their, their worries and their concerns. But through it all, for me as a person, I was so conscious of my personal brand in that I wasn't going to allow anybody to disrespect me, anybody to demean me or to compromise my character. And, and so when, you, when you're aware of that and you hold true to those ground rules that you set for yourself, you get to show up as a very powerful and authentic individual. And so whether that's what we do at home or we do in the workplace or how we meet people, whatever that is, I always encourage the, the people whom I work with to get really clear about what is their personal brand, what they need to do to protect it, and how they're going to promote it. And so those are, those are in a nutshell, I mean, those are the six strategies about showing up that, that I, I coach around and I work with my clients on and I, I speak about at events uh, just to help bring some of that definition a little bit closer. So when somebody says to you, how are you going to show up or how do you want to show up? You have six strategies to pull from and, and really rely on to help you define what that looks like. Well, I like showing up fabulously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like to throw a little flair in there, you know? Of course. I mean, you got to. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I think, I think part of it too, Aaron, is that like, you know, it's about showing up without reservations or hesitations, you know, to be proud of who we are and, and things. And uh, um, I, I, I can remember having a conversation with somebody not too long ago, and they said to me, you know, why do... LGBTQ plus people still need to quote unquote come out. 
And I said, we need to do it because there is still a lot more work to be done. Oh yeah. And we need to honor who we are and we need to honor the, the people we are so that ultimately when we talk about what the quality looks like, we never, you know, we never have to, to be fearful or hesitant about how we get to show up. Yeah. I got some cars in the background. They 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 think their cars sound great, but <laughs> they don't. Yeah, the loud the loud mufflers and all that kind of stuff and the tires and everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah, it, it took me a while to come out and you know and show up and when I finally did, it was it was uh enlightening and the fact that I show up every day. Um, I'm out and about in front of everybody. I don't hide myself. Um, and I know that's difficult for a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and a lot of it's mindset. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, not only is it mindset, but it's also fear. And oh. once we get past the fear of the uh, the what us, the the fear of um, you know what is this person going to think of me or whatever, we we just have to um, you know we got to show up and we got to put it out on the line and then deal with whatever comes about. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree with you on that. And, and just to, to add to that a little bit, what, whatever the circumstances that we face, right? And, and you're absolutely right that so oftentimes we, we hold ourselves back from showing up because we're fearful uh, or, we're, or we're hesitant or, or, you know, we, or we don't because we just want to play boldly and, and get out there and, and just just non-negotiable about, you know, just telling people who we are type thing in, in a very authentic and genuine way. But we, I, we always need to remember that our thoughts have an impact on our feelings, right? Because those thoughts, those thoughts bring in a, an emotion, right? And so when our thoughts stir up those feelings, those feelings then in turn drive our actions, which create our results. So when we talk about mindset, uh, especially like with the work that I do with my clients around mindset, we, we dig really deeply into what are the thoughts and feelings behind a given circumstance that are going to impact your actions and results. And so just to, just to give a little bit of an example, um, I'm a, an educator. I, I had 25 years in education. I taught middle school mathematics for 14 years and then been moved as a professional development specialist and a whole bunch of other jobs within the educational arena. And when I changed jobs in 2010 and I, I moved to Washington, D.C. and I took public schools, I had set the ground rule for myself that I was going to show up um, unapologetically for who I am and what I do and the impact that I make. And what that meant was, was that when people said to me, 
so why'd you move from New Jersey to come to DC? And I would very simply say, well, my partner and I have been dating long distance for two years and it was time for us to take our relationship to the next level. And so I decided to move down. And there was also some professional motivations too, because I was ready for a bigger challenge professionally. So everything just happened to work out. Right. And, and to, to, you know, when I, when I did the mind work around those kind of circumstances when people would ask me and the thoughts about how I wanted to show up and the feelings around it in that I was just very simply authentic in a way to connect with somebody else, that there wasn't that barrier or guard up. What I very quickly learned was that my actions in how I was connecting with people were without any kind of barrier or reservation. I just got to get to know people for who they were and vice versa. And if they had a problem or issue with my sexual orientation, that was on them. It wasn't on me. Right. And, and so it just allowed me to connect at a far more authentic and genuine and deeper level. And to your point, that's why, that's why that mindset work is so key in my opinion. All right. So you get a book coming out next year. I do. Thank you so much for bringing that up. So the book is called Show Up, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career. The first part of the book is, is basically it is an autobiography in some ways. So it, it tells a story about what that event was like for me when I was 10 years old and what that meant for me to how to show up to people. Um, and then the second part of the book is taking those six strategies that I outlined earlier and expanding on them and defining for them a little more for people in terms of what it means both professionally as well as personally for how you can take a look at what it means to show up. So the book is slated to come out in the first quarter of 2020, which I'm really excited about. And it'll be out on Amazon, and people can also check it out on my website at johnnarrell.com. Okay. All right. Well, about to close up the show, and I want to thank John for coming on the show. And um, when the book comes out, it will be added to the description of the podcast and video cast. Um, in the meantime, um, his, the link to his website will be in the description, as well as an email if uh, you don't mind. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. They can email me at john at johnnarrell.com. Okay. So I really appreciate you coming on. And, and we will chat some more soon. Absolutely, Aaron. I thank you so much for the opportunity tonight. And I also want to thank you just very simply for the opportunity to connect. I, I really appreciated and enjoyed our conversations. Continue the great work that you're doing with the podcast. I look forward to sharing this interview and, and, and spreading the message about your podcast out as well. So keep up the great work. And thank you very, very much. All right. Good night. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you again for tuning in to the LGBTQ News and Chat podcast. Talk to you soon.